everyone, and welcome to The Sip List. I'm Amanda, and tonight I am joined again by my friend Jennifer. What's up, girl? Yo. How's it going? I'm kind of sniffly, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> That's okay. We've been like that today, too. Abby was really stuffy and sniffly, and I have been, too, so maybe it's just uh, Texas can't make up its damn mind about the weather, so you never know what you're going to get. Oklahoma can't either. And we get Kansas wind and we get Texas wind. So we have all kinds of stuff mixed in together. (laughs) Well, and you're kind of out in an open area too. So you get a lot more of the wind and stuff. For sure. Yeah. Well, so I I was going to see if you wanted to record yesterday, but I figured yesterday we weren't friends. So um, now that yesterday is over, we can be friends. We are always, always friends. We are always friends. I don't let that get in the way of being friendly <laughs> with people. I don't, I don't really because either. well I can't talk shit. So <laughs> but I wouldn't well, even if I could. So I was gonna say if you let OSU losing get in the way of being friends with people, you might be kind of friendless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm but sorry, I, I had to. I just don't even care. I'm like, you know what? Sooner, what what? Okay, it's sorry. Fine. It's all yeah. Good. Well I mean, we tried to give it away, so there's always that. Yeah, you didn't try to give it away yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) There was no part of that game where there was a chance that OSU (laughs) could possibly win the game. Well, I guess at the coin toss, maybe. Like, at the very beginning, there was a small chance, but (laughs) after that. I mean, at least that's 50-50, so you have something going for you. I mean... (laughs) All bets were off after that. Yeah, the the first few minutes, I'm like, okay, we're up by three touchdowns, but this is what OU always does, so I'm not going to get too excited. Yeah, they couldn't well, get it together. They always choke against OE, OU for some reason. Well, sorry about your Cowboys, but it's okay. That was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It's yeah. fine. Um. So, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Um. Well, earlier. I would have been drinking had we had we been able to do it yesterday or earlier. Uh, I'm on water now, but I was drinking a signature beverage um, coined by my late friend Angie Garner. Um, it's called the Damn It Angie, Ooh. and it is grapefruit Topo Chico with deep eddy grapefruit vodka with mm-hmm. a squeeze of lime. Hmm. It's delicious is it is that a lot of grapefruit because typically i do the grapefruit vodka and soda with a lime um no so i don't think it's too much because the topo chico is not like super super flavored okay it just kind of has a hint of the grapefruit um but yeah no i mean it's good with plain club soda too yeah i love the deep eddy grapefruit oh yeah Um, we do too George got introduced to that somehow from somebody at his last job. And then he told me about it and a couple of years ago, and it just became one of my favorite drinks. It's so good. It's really, really good in the summertime because it's super refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, but today was just, Stephen was drinking one and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make myself one of those as well. Nice. So I did. Yeah. Well, it is 830 and we are old AF, so we oh, yeah. have to go to work tomorrow, so <laughs> it's about I time to stop drinking. Toe water. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking? Still well, drinking wine? 
yeah, I'm having some wine just because, you know, we're doing this. Um, I am having, it's Sideshow is the brand, which their labels are really cool because they're all like circus themed. Um, yeah. And then this one's called Snake Charmer. So it's an Australian Shiraz. And it's pretty good. It's kind of light, but just a little spicy at the end and kind of like berry flavors, plum flavors. So it's pretty good. And uh, not a bad price point. It's typically like around $8, but Kroger had them um, two for $6. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get one. Dale. And I, um, or I guess it's just actually called the Charmer. I'm sorry. It's not called Snake Charmer. I think I just assume that's Snake Charmer when I see it. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. So I just got a text from <laughs> from my girlfriend, and she said I need to give them a shout out. So, ooh, here's a shout out to my tribe, Nicole and Amber Lee. I love those girls. They're Aww. super awesome. Yeah, Nicole moved. She left us. She's in Texas. She lives in Brock, actually, so not too far from you. I have no clue where that is. <laughs> it's not too far from you. It's down by Weatherford. Yeah, I don't know where that is either. <laughs> oh, you I am the worst. Oogie. You damn Ogie. I know. I literally don't know where anything is outside of, you know, Fort Worth to, you know, Oklahoma City, all I-35. I kind of know that. And then, but yeah, anything like that's directly you know, outside of the Fort Worth area or even like a little bit around Dallas. I have no clue. Yeah. I've lived well, here seven not years. not far from you. <laughs> okay. She left us and we were sad, but it's Aww. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta move on sometimes. Well, uh, shout out ladies. What's up? Yay. Hope, hope you're going to be faithful podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah. Amber Lee said she did listen to the, um, our other episode and that she loved it. So awesome. She yeah, can't wait to hear this one. We have a lot of fun, so I'm excited about that. Hell yeah. Woo-hoo. So tonight we're going to talk about um, our favorite or... So I kind of had a hard time deciding between favorite and what I thought were the most shocking. Because yeah. some are more shocking like overall, but then others were like my favorite. So it's kind of a mix, but... Basically, it's our what the F moments on TV shows. So, yeah, spoiler alert, by yeah, the way. A huge spoiler alert. That's it. <laughs> what I would like to do so that if somebody hasn't heard it, we don't completely spoil it for them. Yeah. Is say the name of the TV show first. Oh, for so sure. That way, if they know I haven't watched that show very much or I'm not even sure what season they're talking about, they can just skip that. Yeah. Um, and I think I can do my five. Okay. I can do four of my five without actually ruining it if I need to. So I don't think we need to do that unless, um, unless it's something that one of us hasn't seen that we right. really want to hold out for. Yeah. So if I tell you and I start to go into it and you haven't watched it, but you're like, I really do want to watch that. I won't ruin it. But otherwise we're going to say the name of the TV show first. And if you think you don't want to hear it, just skip ahead, you know, two minutes. And I yeah. think it'll be good. So these can be, you know, kind of what we decided would be included is something that was shocking. So it could be good shocking. It could be bad shocking. It could be funny. It could be serious, but just something that, 
you didn't see coming and you think other people probably didn't see coming. And for my five, they are all something that made me scream out loud, whether it was in joy or in sadness or shock. It was something that surprised me so much. I didn't see it coming. So that's what I based mine on. Yeah. Mine, I, mine were kind of the same, like where we literally like looked at each other and we're like, what the fuck? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like seriously, like, wow. Yeah. Wow. What? <laughs> what yeah. the hell just happened? What yeah. the fuck did I just watch? Yes. Yep. One of mine did not make me, it didn't make me say that so much as it just, it really surprised me, but it was a happy surprise. So I was kind of like, what? But I wasn't like, it wasn't a bad shock. So that only one of them is good. The rest of them are like, either it made me mad or it just shocked me so much that I couldn't even believe what I just saw. Yeah. I have two that are more, that were more sad, shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other three are like, holy dick, what? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, doing our thing that we usually do, how many of our five do you think we'll have in common? Um, One. Okay. I think one as well. And I, I think it's going to be from the same show, but I don't know if it's going to be the same moment. So we're going to see. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to let you go first. What's your number five? Uh, my number five, did you watch and finish The Sopranos? Yes, I did. That series finale <laughs> was right. seriously one of the like, oh my gosh. When it cut to black, Stephen and I just stared at the screen. <laughs> and then we looked at each other and we like kept staring until the credits rolled. And we were like, is that a joke? Are you, right? Is it? is he dead? Is he alive? Is he going to jail? Like what's happening? (laughs) It was kind of like the Seinfeld ending, which I don't know if is on your list. And I was just like, wait, what is happening? Yeah. So that one really just, it made us so mad. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was such a great series. I know. And to end it like that was just like a slap in the face. Yes. So, yeah. And unfortunately, it seems seems like a lot of good shows have ended like that. Like, it's like sometimes people just can't figure out how to wrap shit up. And so they go with something so stupid that you're like, what the fuck? Yes. It's ridiculous. Surely, after writing such great episodes for so long, surely you could have come up with something better than that. Right. So do do you think he's dead? Well, I mean, he is now. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. James Gandolfini. R.I.P. Yeah, I loved that show, and I, I just, I don't know. It was like, did did Tony die? Yeah. Or what? I mean, yeah, I don't know. You have no idea. Like you just because it could go any way, right? And oh, almost- we're gonna build this up. And then we're just going to cut to black. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to choose what <laughs> happens to end this show. So we're just going to leave it hanging and, and I piss like everybody it off. 
I feel like it would have been better and more true to the genre if they would have just ended it with him being killed. Right? Because that's that's what happens. I mean, yes. you watch mob and gangster stuff and even the people you root for, they typically, you know, they get killed or like I as much as I would have not liked it, I would have been happier with that sort of ending where, you know, he finally succumbs to his own evils. Yes. Because of the industry he's in. So yeah. Wrap it up in a big fat bow. (laughs) So not in a diner. (laughs) We can just be done with it. (laughs) Okay. Well yeah, that that's a good one. I'm with you. And that one uh that one made my long list. So so spoiler, we don't have that one in common. (laughs) No, we don't. That's fine. That's not the one I thought we would have in common anyway. Okay. Me neither. Obviously. (laughs) Okay, so my number five, and this is my one that's from a comedy show, um, the only one, and it is from Friends, Mm -hmm. and it's season four, episode 23, the one with Ross's wedding, and it is when Monica and Chandler end up in bed together. Yeah. (laughs) And that was a happy one. It made me clap and kind of jump for joy, but it also shocked me. I did not see that coming whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if other people did, but I did not. So when, you know, Ross comes in, I'm getting married today. And then he runs out and Monica comes out from the covers. Do you think he saw me? I, I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> I think everybody, I feel like that was a, a shocker for everybody. Yeah. Like of all the, th- all the couples I could have thought of, I don't know why I never thought of them as a couple, but I just did not see it coming, but they're actually my favorite couple on the show even more than Ross and Rachel. Like yeah, they're just perfect they for each other. So yeah, that one definitely was a good shocker, but it did make me go, what the hell? And then I got happy. So <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Friends had a lot of um, great moments, but not too many like shockers. Yeah. Just because of the comedy and that's, that's typically not their, you know, motive um, to shock people, but right. they had a couple. So that's a yeah. good one. I mean, I know that the episode where they realized that, uh, that Ross is the father of Rachel's baby, like you obviously assumed that's how it was going to go. But when you see the whole moment with the sweater, you were kind of like, what? Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. even though you obviously assumed he's going to be the father, it was still, that was a good moment too. That almost made my list. So yeah, that was, oh Yeah. And obviously Friends is my favorite show of all time. So I could have gone on a lot of those, but I would say, you know, Monica and Chandler in bed together was probably the biggest shocker of like what the heck just happened. But it turned out to work very well in their favor because that honestly could have gone either way, you know? Yeah, it could have because they're so different. Yeah. Fans could have absolutely hated that. And then what would have happened? Kind of like the Joey and Rachel thing to me. There are some people that liked that. And to me, it was just cringy. Like, yeah, they're such good friends. They did not have sexual chemistry. Like I just, you know, and so they played that off in a good way, but in real life, it wouldn't have come off that simple, you know? Right. So I didn't mind the whole part of Joey falling in love with Rachel because of how sweet it was and how it happened. Like they portrayed it in a good way. But then when they had the two of them dating, it was just so awkward. (laughs) Yeah, they were not, that was just like, I feel like they kind of just threw that in there because, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I did not care for it. 
So yeah, I'm with you there. All right. Well, let's move on to number four. What do you have? Okay. Number four. Did you watch Westworld no. season one? But I not a show I even know anything about. So you can go ahead and spoil it for me. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so season one, episode seven, it's not going to make a lot of sense to you because you, you're not familiar with the show. Well, that's okay, because other people listening probably are. Okay, so basically, I'll just kind of recap. So basically, okay. you can go to this, to Westworld, and it's like a, a Western-themed, it's almost like an amusement park, but it's not. It's, you're, it's a full immersion into the Wild West, and the people in Westworld are called hosts. They're robots, but... Okay. They don't know that they're robots. Oh. Right? Okay. So this is their lives, and and this is just what they do. This is how they live. Every day is the same. It's just normal for them. And so that's the premise of the show. There's a whole bunch in there, but um, this is important to my number four because in season one, episode seven, the team – of people that help to create and build Westworld and program the hosts, you find out that one of them is actually a host. Okay. <laughs> and he had no idea that he was no. a host, but he was at one time a real person. Um, yeah. So that one was like, you kind of wondered, but then it was, th- this was more of a sad realization because you just I love that character um it's his name's Bernard okay and um he he's just fantastic and he's I'm pretty sure Jeffrey Wright plays Bernard I think that's right um but he does a phenomenal job and that was just really a sad moment for him and it really did make you go, oh, but what oh. the, oh, <laughs> so you were sad with him. Uh, I was anyway. So yeah, but Westworld is, it's actually a, the first season was really, really good. And we got sucked into it. And season two was kind of just a big pile of shit yeah. compared to season one. Um, so we didn't watch season three. We were talking about that today because Steven asked me what my top five were and when I was talking about Westworld he's like we need to watch we need to watch the latest season so I don't know um but the first season is definitely worth the watch I highly recommend it even though I just spoiled (laughs) one of the bigger spoilers well that's okay but it was really good okay yeah that's one I've never I mean I've heard of it but I've just never really thought about checking out so Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe I need to put that on my list. Good. Okay, cool. Um, Okay, so my number four, uh, I'm going to try not to spoil it by saying the name of the show, but I kind of have a feeling when I do, even if you haven't watched it, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. And it is How I Met Your Mother. Okay. And it is the finale of How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Uh, So have you watched this? We've watched episodes we have not seen the whole thing but okay. i because of people that don't give a shit if you've seen it or not like <laughs> spoilers everywhere i actually 
know about how this goes. <laughs> okay. So, so spoil away. Yeah, spoil away. So for people who don't know, I mean, if you don't know, I don't, I don't know how you don't, but How I Met Your Mother is a, an ensemble show similar to Friends about a group of friends and it's Ted Mosby's the main character, the dad and the premise. And it's uh, Bob Saget, by the way, that narrates Ted, which I love. Yeah. So he is telling his teenage children the story of how he met their mother. So the whole show is told in a series of flashbacks, obviously. And I just, I didn't know for sure how they were going to end it. But after all those seasons of how, you know, the beginning of the show, it's Ted and Robin. Ted right. and Robin are basically the Ross and Rachel. Are they going to get together? Or are they not going to get together? What's going to happen? And then they do get together. And I'm just going to say this and people are going to hate me. Ted and Robin are one of the worst couples of all time on television. See, I agree with that. They are not suited for each other at no, all. No, not they at are, all. They are both great people. And, you know, when Robin ends up with Barney, that was what I wanted to see because they were so alike that they, they kind of like met each other in the middle. Ted and Robin did not have a single value or life goal in common. They just yeah. liked having sex with each other. Right. So. But to be fair, we've all had that person that we're not compatible with, but. That you're in love with for reasons that, in my opinion, Ted put her on a pedestal and made her something she wasn't. She was an asshole. I mean, yeah, I mean, she is kind of an asshole, but she's just not the person Ted is. Ted is, like, for me, Ted would be the guy I would marry. He's sensitive. He's sweet. He wants a family. He wants, he wants that love that is like all encompassing, consumes you, makes you want to do the most outlandish things for somebody. Robin's not that person. She doesn't even want kids. She doesn't even know she wants to be married. Yeah. Why they ever dated is beyond me. And I, I will always say, I think they're one of the worst couples ever. I'll agree with that. So, you know, obviously they date, they break up, you know, they have sex throughout. She goes out with Barney. So basically the, the whole final season is told of a whole weekend in the whole season. And at the very end, you find out that, so we don't meet the mother until the last season, by the way. Yeah. So that alone was kind of annoying, but I didn't really mind the buildup because in my mind, it was always like, okay, we know now that Ted and Robin aren't going to end up together. Like, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin and Barney get married. And Marshall and Lily kind of get sidelined in this season, which also bothered me because I feel like they were like the heartbeat of the show. Yeah. Uh, and then basically we find out that the mother is dead when Ted is telling the story to his kids mm-hmm. and that Ted has ended up with Robin. And I swear to God, if I could have thrown something across the room to break it, I would have. (laughs) I I literally felt like I had just found out my favorite love song was written about a sandwich. (laughs) Like, I just couldn't believe it. After all of that, he ended up with Robin. Yeah. Like, and, you know, in my mind, too, I mean, obviously, it's a TV show. But a lot of people tried to, I talked to a few people on Facebook that were like, well, this is real life. You know, Robin and Barney got divorced. That's real life. People get divorced. Okay, fine. 
in real life, Barney never would have slept with Robin. Barney never would have married Robin. And certainly after they got divorced, Ted wouldn't have gotten together with Robin. Friends don't do that to each other. Yeah. And and you don't stay friends if that happens. So you can't play the this is real life card on one side, but then, oh, it's just a TV show on the other. No, that would never happen. Yeah. So I was, it broke my heart because I loved that show so much. And again, you know, like talking about the Sopranos and there's another show that might be on your list. So I won't say it yet, but it's hard to stick the landing. It's hard to wrap up a TV show, tie it up in a pretty little bow and make it where everybody likes it. I get that. But how I met your mother just missed the mark. They, they, I'm just, Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm no, obviously very I get that. Feel your rage. Um, yeah, I mean, I I felt like uh, it's a TV show. We know it's fiction. Did you have to do us like that after yeah. like six or seven, however many seasons it was? The only part I thought was sweet, even though that I hated that Barney and Robin weren't together, was that Barney had a daughter because you saw that that change in him where he's like, "You're the love of my life." Like I thought that was sweet. Yeah. So No, I remember your rage <laughs> when that actually aired. I remember yeah. on Facebook, you were so mad. I might have been pretty pissed off. But we get so invested in these characters. And yes. when it's on for so long, like you do, you get so invested and it's just terrible. I know. I mean, you know, Friends did a good job of ending it, albeit cheesy, They still wrapped it up the way that people wanted it wrapped up. And I know that that's kind of, well, we're not, you know, slave to our viewers, but also you kind of are. If you want your show to be remembered for what you made it, Mm -hmm. you can't just slap people in the face at the end and expect them to be okay with it. Like, (laughs) you know. We're going to complain. Yeah. Yeah. There will be (laughs) mutiny. And that one, I just didn't really understand. I just, you know... I I actually, if Barney and Robin got divorced, I would actually say, okay, that's fine. Because yeah, that's real life. Shit happens. And maybe those two just weren't suited for marriage. But Ted and Robin ending up together was what I really had a problem with. Because again, they're terrible. Yeah. Oh, and the kids call her Aunt Robin, but she's their stepmom now. Seriously. Oh, see. (laughs) Not cool. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. I'm done now. (laughs) Oh, you're good. Okay. So let's move on to number three. What do you have? Okay. So my number three is from The Haunting of Hill House. Mm, You saw that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's season one, episode five, when we find out who the bent neck lady is. Oh, okay. That was a gasp, like clutch your chest because it was devastatingly sad I'm pretty sure I had some tears for that because it just broke my Uh, heart yeah that you know this is how it had to happen and that that's who it was I was I have goosebumps just talking about it because it was just so tragic yeah and that was a you know (gasps) what the (gasps) Right, right. That kind of what the fuck, you know, it was just so devastating. Did you really have to do that? (laughs) Yeah. And it was, you know, it was one of those things too, that it was so creepy. 
in the flashbacks, you know, and then as she got older, it was not any less creepy. Like it was creepy. Yeah. 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 And then it goes from 1 million percent creepy to a million percent just tragic and so sad. And I just, oh, (laughs) it just really, really made my heart hurt that. Yeah. And that, you know, that show I didn't watch for a long time. Um, Nicole actually recommended it to me and Amberly concurred with Nicole that, you know, oh my gosh, you need to watch this. And I'm like, I don't like creepy stuff, y'all. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, that's true. I said, is there any position in it or any, you know, demons or anything? And they're like, no, no, no. And so I binged it and like could not stop watching it. And yeah. I told them, I was like, oh my gosh, this was way more sad to me than it was creepy. Yeah. I mean, that whole thing about, you know, just her like depression and like how she is like this whatever apparition or ghost or whatever is responsible for all these things. And then she finds out it's really like herself is yeah. just crazy. No, that It was so tragic. It was so, like, yeah. Tragic. Like I just, it really, it got me. And then, you know, I made the boys watch it because I was telling them how great it was. And so, um, Stephen and Carter watched it too. And that episode still got me. And even they were like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they did a great job of writing those episodes so that you have no idea until oh, yeah. no, you know, and then it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. So, I, I, I watched it and I only seen it once, but I remember that I didn't see that coming at all. Like I didn't make that connection and yeah, I'd, I'd like to watch it again so that I could see if I do make the connection. Like maybe there's little hints that you don't realize, but no, there's not really. <laughs> okay. Well, there you yeah. go. But I'd watch it again for sure, because it's so good even right. this time around. Um, but I wouldn't say that I picked up on, on anything. I, I really don't feel like they wanted you to know until they wanted you to know. Yeah. I mean, and that's good. That's good writing. That's good, you know, directing. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. And that's actually my number three is like that, where it's like, you had absolutely no clue this was coming until it actually happened. And then you're like, oh my fucking God. (laughs) So, all right. What's your number three? I'm excited now. Okay. So my number three is from house of cards and it is season two, episode one. And have you watched House of Cards? I forgot if we talked about this. No, we have not. It's on our list. Okay. So this is going to be hard because I don't want to ruin it. Ruin anything if you can. Um, If you can't though, it's fine. So I won't say what happens. Dude, I I will literally forget what happens between now and the time that I actually get there. So I don't know because this... I I would say, and I, I've even like, like looked online just to kind of see how people have ranked things. And this was definitely in the top, like five of most shocking things that have happened on a TV show. So I don't Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it literally, it did make me jump out of my chair and scream. 
So I won't say exactly how it happens, but you, okay. you could find this out if you just even Googled the show. So, right. okay. So we have Frank Underwood. He's this politician. He's like the majority whip or whatever. And then he finagles his way to vice president. He is, uh, he starts a relationship first professionally with a girl named Zoe Barnes, who is a reporter for the Washington Herald. So basically he leaks information to her and she gets to break these great stories so that's helping her career, but he is also getting the benefit of kind of having his agenda pushed. So they start sleeping together and it's, it's kind of a creepy, you know, like what kind of daddy issues does this girl have? Cause she's, she's young. Yeah. Uh, so as the show goes on and as this affair goes on, there's a congressman who dies and she starts to suspect that Frank is a part of it. So she starts researching it and kind of investigating and she starts to distance herself from him because she has a feeling he's dangerous. And then she starts dating a fellow journalist. So she's got a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, you know, she uncovers that he is part of this conspiracy around this guy's death. And I won't go any farther than that, but she dies. And uh, so I won't say anything about her death because you have to watch it. But it is so fucking shocking that I could not... <laughs> believe it and the other thing too was that nobody knew she was leaving the show i mean kate mara was doing press junkets for season two so and she was a pivotal character on the show she wasn't a side character she was a main character so Mm -hmm. i think you know season two episode one and all of a sudden she's dead 30 minutes in you were like what the fuck yeah i i like that one because her death is super shocking the way it happens but you also don't see it coming. I mean, you know, a lot of times you'll know somebody's leaving the show, so you know they're going to have to have some kind of exit. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, she was doing press for the, sh- the season. Nobody knew she was leaving. And so it was super shocking. Um, so I hate to ruin it for you that you know she dies. But no, you're good. also, if you watch the first season and how this guy is, I think you could kind of infer that there's no way she's going to last very long, mm-hmm. but her death, the death itself is unfreaking believable. So there you go. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. And I watched it again today. Um, actually on all of mine, except for the friends one. Well, and how I met your mother. So my top three, I watched them again just to like get refreshed and it was still just as shocking. Like yeah. even though I knew it was coming, it still was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best, though, that, you know, they get every single time. Yes, yes. Okay. Who gets me just talking about it? (laughs) So this is the one I think we're going to have in common, although it might not be the same moment. Yeah. Uh, But it might not be the same hierarchy either, but I'm excited to see uh, what yours is. So you go. So number two for me is from Grey's Anatomy. Mm, Okay. Is this not you? Um, go ahead. Okay, so season five finale of Grey's Anatomy, where they've got John Doe that was hit by the bus. Mm -hmm. Who it is, and he writes with his finger 007 in Meredith's hand. Mm -hmm. And she is like, zero, zero, seven? Mm-hmm. And then as it dawns on her, it dawns on you. Yes. And then her response 
I literally have goosebumps right now from head to Me toe. Me too. Because <laughs> her response when she realizes who it is, she's yeah. like, oh God. And, and you can, like, you she, can hear the pain in her voice, which is so amazing for her as an actress. You can oh, hear it. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. That, <laughs> that episode right there just did it for me. Yeah. And I cried. Mm-hmm. I was just devastated right along with them. Yeah. And oh yeah, that one just it really got me. I get goosebumps talking about that anytime because again, I was telling Steven earlier. And we were in the hot tub when we were discussing this. So I was in the hot tub. <laughs> nice. And I, I still have chills. From head to toe. Because it just, it was one of those, again, gasping, like clutching the chest, just devastating. What? Yes. Fuck? <laughs> and again, it's one of those situations where you didn't know T.R. Knight was leaving the show. So, and they don't even end it where you know if he dies. That's yep. the other thing is it's him and Izzy both dying at the same time. And that's the end of the show. You have no idea what happens until the next season. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that was just of all the Grey's Anatomy. Obviously they have some shocker moments. Yeah. I have like five on my list that were from Grey's that I had to mm-hmm. narrow yeah. down to one. <laughs> they do. They have, they have a ton and Shonda is, you know, we all want to like poke her in the eye. Mm-hmm. Some of the shit she puts out there, but it, this one, this one really, this one got me shook. It got me, too. me deep. Oh my gosh, it got me so hard. <laughs> it was like a punch to the gut. It was it, like, oh uh, my god. Yeah, punch to the gut and the heart and yeah, face. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was just. It was an ass whooping. It, it was, was like, terrible. That meme of uh, raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by Shonda Rhimes. Oh my god! Every yeah. fucking season, I raise my hand to that. Every person that has ever watched any episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. So that was my number two. So that's actually my number one. Okay. So, I knew we didn't have that one in common. We had to have that one in common. Yeah. And so since you said that. I'm going to say something about it, like kind of along with you. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to change my number one to another Grace moment because I had the hardest time deciding between those two. Okay. Um, but yeah, when you so that was one of those ones, like you said, you did not see it coming. You know, George at the beginning of the show says he's going to join the army and be a trauma surgeon and then he disappears. Yeah. And the whole show I'm going, what are they going to do? You know, like we're going to stage an intervention. What are we going to, how are we going to talk about this? And I will say, as I was talking to George about this last night, this one, exact same feelings as you, but I did see it coming about two minutes before they revealed it. And it was after they went to go find him uh, with the chief, the Mm -hmm. surgery. And he was like, I sent him home to go be with his mother. Right then I was like, oh my God, please don't tell me John Doe is George. Like, Mm-hmm. I didn't want to believe it, but I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. And then yeah. it happened and I was like, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's and- wrenching. <laughs> that I- one just, oh my yeah. God. Every time. Yeah. When he writes that on her hand, I just, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. 
Yeah, I read. I want to cry right now. <laughs> yeah, oh I rewatched it just to torment myself. Right. Uh, because it's been so long, but I, and I couldn't remember which episode it was. So I had to, you know, type in. Right. Um, what episode, you know, does George die? And it pulled up the video. And of course, because I'm freaking masochist. I guess, right. <laughs> I had to watch it again. Me and, too. I'm a, I'm a emotional cutter. It's okay. <laughs> it just, it just guts you every yeah. time. I definitely did not expect that. And, you know, like I said, I, I figured it out, but I didn't really, because I didn't want to believe it, but that was the first time it, it popped into my head, like two minutes before they figured that out. Yeah. And then, I mean, the other thing is that episode also gives you, you know, the Derek and Meredith post-it wedding, which is like yeah. just one of my favorite things ever. And then, you know, Alex telling Izzy he wants to smother her with a pillow because he doesn't want to live like this. And then she gets, gains her memory back. Like if that episode all together is so good. You get yeah. you know, Christina and Owen getting together. Like it just, I don't know. Great moments. Poor George. Okay. So my number two, like I said, is the show I think we'll have in common, but I, I'm a little skeptical now, but we're going to see. But mine is from Ozark. Nope. No? But you nope. watched Ozark, right? Steven watches Ozark. I don't like movies or shows about drugs or guns, you know, that kind of stuff. That's not my vibe. It's not really about that, so, though. I don't really, I tried watching it with him, and as much as I freaking love Jason Bateman. I thought you were going to say you didn't like Jason Bateman, and I was going to hang no. up on you. <laughs> okay. I love him, and that's the only reason I tried. As much as I love him, I could not really get into it. Okay. Steven loves the show. Okay. Well, you tell him about my number two because I think it probably would uh, probably shocked him too. So he just walked out. So hey, her number two's from Ozark. Let's see how you feel about this. Ask him. Ask him, Stephen. Do you know what moment it is? Says, is it the end of season three? No. No. Season the end of season one. End of season one. Which one was that? Okay. You're okay, next. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So this one is uh, Mason baptizing, in quotes, <laughs> his baby. So Mason is a preacher, and him and his wife live, you know, in this town. The wife's pregnant. And obviously he's in the middle of these two sides, the Snells who are like the evil people and then the birds, which is um, Jason Bateman's character. Mm -hmm. So the wife, Sue Snell, or not Sue. Oh my gosh. What is her name? That just, that came from a Carrie. I can't remember her name. Snell. She is a freaking monster. Darlene. Darlene. Thank you. So she basically tells they want Mason to build this church and the Snells don't want him to do it. And she basically tells him, if you do this, I'm going to cut that baby out of your wife. And she does it. So Mason, they don't show this, but he comes home, his wife's missing and there's a baby there. And you find out that the Snells have killed her. So they have a scene. He drives out to the lake, takes the baby, uh, throws the car seat aside, walks straight into the lake, like no hesitation, and shoves the baby underwater. 
you can ask George. I jumped out of my chair. I started screaming. I started cussing. I was like, I am never fucking watching Netflix again. I am going to kill everybody that had anything to do with this. I can't believe they're showing this guy kill a baby. Like, I lost it. This wasn't my number one, but if I had to name my most extreme reaction ever to anything on TV, this would have been number one. Yeah. I, I lost it. I he helped. He held that baby underwater for thirty seconds. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a pretty fucked up and graphic scene. Luckily, yeah, uh, most of my Ozark watching I did when I was kind of in my insomniac cycles, <laughs> and so I would be very like tired. Like I'd watch them like at like three, four, five in the morning. Dang. So I I wasn't really super uh coherent when they happen but i do remember seeing that one and i was like what the actual fuck are they right? doing here <laughs> yeah and like it, and i'm not trying to like stir up a ball of shit i don't understand like the reactions though that have you gone over the uh the one that you were saying i think you're number one no we, we're on number two so this was her number two okay there's no number. We're not number one yet. Okay. Okay. Well, you'll have to tell me things. I, I want to hear the rest of that sentence, but yeah. yeah not- uh, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but like when Jen gets to like her number one, very similar thing. And we actually like got into an, like a fight about it. <laughs> Literally. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh my God. I have to hear about this. Yeah. <laughs> No, George did not know what to do with me in this moment because we're both watching it and he's obviously like, oh my God, what's happening? But I was out of the chair. I was covering my ears. I was screaming. I was like, I will never watch Netflix again. No, and then, same reaction for Jen on, on her number one. I mean, it's okay. similar. Not, it's similar. And then he pulls the baby out of the water after 30 seconds, I counted. And the baby's perfectly fine, and he's almost smiling at him. And then Mason smiles, and he does the whole baptism thing, and then hugs him, and then just walks away. He was not baptizing that fucking baby. He was trying to kill that baby, and then had a change of heart at the last second. Yeah. Like, yeah that's kind of how I felt about it, too. And, and I, I get it. I mean, I can't even imagine how you would feel in that moment. Like, I mean, when Darlene described what she was going to do to his wife, like, you didn't have to see it. You know, that's what happened. And it was like, I can't even think about it. It makes me want to just like vomit, but same time, it's not the baby's fault. Exactly. No, definitely not. But I'm like, why the hell would you do that to a child? I mean, I feel like the actor did a good job because he didn't, there was no major change in his facial expression. It was very subtle where you could kind of see he was determined. And then all of a sudden he was kind of like, and then when he pulls the baby out and the baby's fine, he's like relieved and he smiles and whatever. But yeah, that was the most dramatic reaction I've ever had to anything I've ever seen in TV or movies. <laughs> George could tell you it was not pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't typically have like outlandish reactions. I don't either. But this number one, 100% got me all kinds of, all over the place. I don't even know the words to say because I, I think I know what it is. It just was shocking, and it just oh. And Stephen seriously, he was like, "What the fuck 
is wrong with you? This is a I was like, dude, you get so invested in these characters. George does that too, but he gave me the Ozark one because he was like, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't know if I could have watched the show anymore if they let that happen. <laughs> I got mixed emotions on Darlene, though. <sighs> she is. I. It's like they're trying to make you like her now. Like they're trying to make you feel sympathetic towards her after she literally cut a woman's womb open and pulled the baby out and left her to die. Like, I don't feel sorry for Darlene. She can fuck right off. No, no, and by all means, I mean, like, deserves to, like, die and rot in hell, but I do have an honor of, like, respect for her, not for the whole cutting the baby out type type thing. Um, I but mean, for, like, her family business and how she's protected her. Well, I mean, she's just, you know, a freaking hillbilly from the Ozarks, and, I mean, there's... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but also, she's having sex with a kid young enough to be her grandson. Well, so is Jennifer. <laughs> so. Oh. Oh. But I'm only bold because I choose to be. Uh-huh. Okay, let me know how that conversation goes later. But <laughs> All right, I'll let you ladies get back to it. Thanks for your input, babe. Yeah, thanks for your phone. Yes. Uh, okay, so what's your number one? I'm excited to hear this. Okay, so did you watch all of Game of Thrones? I knew it was going to be Game of Thrones, and no, I haven't watched any of Game of Thrones, except for like two okay. episodes. Okay, so I will not ruin anything. I really don't care. You can go ahead. People that have watched Game of Thrones will know just by the name of this episode... <laughs> Okay. So, season three, episode nine, The Red Wedding. Okay, so I saw that online as one of, the, like, the big things. So, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, interesting. It literally causes fights in people's houses with their spouses. Clearly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My, my reaction to this. Okay, so Game of Thrones is really, really good at killing off Whoever the hell they want. Right. Like, I've heard. R.R. Martin is kind of a dick like that. Because, you know, you get your characters that you love and you can't wait to see where they go. And then they get murdered. They get beheaded. So there's no turning back. Like, they're oh. really dead. Yeah, they're dead <laughs> then. <laughs> no coming back from, you know, getting your head chopped off. So there's a lot of those moments in the series, but this one was just holy shit balls. Okay. Why? <laughs> why? Why and why? <laughs> it uh this was a messed up episode and I just again you just yell, and I'm pretty sure I was like, why? Why? No! <laughs> you know, just, it does not make sense to me why they have to be so extreme. Well, so what happened? So, this family gets invited to a wedding, and the mom, the oldest son, and his pregnant wife go, And then, like, they have their guards and stuff. And 
all the kids, um, all the Stark kids got dire wolves as pets. So they have these amazing dire wolves, right? Okay. So his, his wolf is with him. And um, so they go to this wedding and they close the doors once everybody gets in. And like they're sworn enemies, like house song starts playing. <laughs> And you just go, oh, shit. Uh Oh, (laughs) Oh, shit. So the song starts playing and then shit gets out of hand. And basically they murder the pregnant wife. Um, They slit the son's throat in front of the mother. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then they fucking murder the mom. Okay. (laughs) Holy shit. And then they cut the head off of the dire wolf. What? And the really, really, really messed up part of this is that the youngest sister is there. Nobody knows she's there. Like she's been in disguise for forever, it seems, um, since like season one, I think. And so she is there when this happens. And they like bring him, bring out the brother's head on a stake and the dire wolf's head is on a stake and she sees wow. that. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Game of Thrones. Why? <laughs> why? 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 Let's cause a fight in my house because I completely overreacted to the fact that you just killed three of the favorite people. <laughs> yeah, so why, why did you get in a fight? Because Steven was like, this is fucking ridiculous. What is wrong with you? Oh. And I had well, to explain to him. I'm like, yeah. that's oh, never the right thing to say. God, what a dumbass. I in these people. Don't act like that wasn't just the biggest shock ever. Because I think he was watching in the other room for some <laughs> reason. And so we were not in the same room. And I like screamed at the tv and he comes in there and again he's like well, why are you so upset you? like the way he approached it it wasn't like dude you're right yeah he was like why are you so stupid steaming steaming what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> no i was no, not you have a right to be upset i did not like the tone <laughs> okay i i appreciate that and he he called me a psycho I was like, I'm not psychotic. This is terrible. Oh, Steven, you're so dumb. Right. (laughs) Man, he just didn't, he didn't get it. That was, it was just, I feel like for me, that was the most devastating death. Yeah. That was just the red wedding. Yeah, that's crazy. To any Game of Thrones fan and they're like, oh, yep, uh (laughs) uh-huh. feel you there I know because it got me too Ugh. so there was um the episode of Grey's Anatomy where Derek dies mm-hmm. and so you knew Patrick Dempsey was leaving the show so I knew he was probably getting killed off because Derek can't just leave Meredith like that would be terrible so I knew it was coming but watching it you know how he gets in this accident he saved all these people's lives and then he goes to this podunk hospital, and they're all so fucking stupid. They don't know what to do to save a world-class neurosurgeon. 
Yeah. Like I was just losing my shit. So Georgia went to pick up Abby from like, I don't know, dance class or something. And they walked in right as like Derek is dying. And I was literally, even though I knew it was coming, I was crying. I was yelling. I was throwing pillows across the room. I was so pissed at these doctors. And Georgia and Abby were just like, uh, have you lost your damn mind? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, I have. Thank you. <laughs> so emotionally invested. I get it. I mean, uh, Grey's is probably the show I have ever been most emotionally invested in. So yeah, when you talk about George dying or, or Derek dying or all the other millions of fucking people that Shonda Rhimes has taken from me. Right? Yeah, it's it's super emotional. So Stephen well, can, Stephen can just go suck it. Grey's Anatomy has been on for like half your life. So <laughs> <laughs> people like, yeah. You have every right to be invested in all these characters because we quit watching. And that was another discussion in the hot tub this morning. He's like, man, why did we quit watching that? I said, because it got stupid. I got pissed and I was, I was done watching people die that didn't need to be dying. What you know? season did you quit on? I don't even remember, okay. but he wants to go back and watch it because he didn't realize that it's still on. Yeah. Yes, it's still on. I mean, it's like the song that never ends. So did you watch, you watch the season where Derek died or did I you did. just quit? Before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's gotten a little off in some places, but, um, I mean, there were, Grey's Anatomy's had so many good shocking moments. I mean, even from season one at the very end when Addison walks in, oh, you must be the woman that's sleeping with my husband. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, Nobody had any idea that Derek was married. Yeah. So they're very good at that. I had several Grey's moments that I had to cut out. So, But you swapped your number one since it was my number two. I did. So I actually had three Grey's moments tied for number one. Um, And I've had a really hard time, but I was going to go with the moment you chose. But since you chose it. I'm going to go with season 16, episode 16, and it's called Leave a Light On, and it is the episode where we find out what the hell happened to Alex Karev. So you probably saw this on Facebook because everybody lost their damn minds over this plot twist. No, I remember that. I... Again, we knew Justin Chambers was leaving the show. So what are they going to do with Alex? Like, I get it. It's hard. You know, I'm not a a TV show writer, so I hate to be too hard on people. But of all of the options you could have possibly had to choose from, in my mind, this was the absolute fucking worst. So you remember back in uh, the episode where George dies. Yes. That Izzy is sick. And um, they decide to uh, harvest her eggs. So Mm -hmm. he, you know, implants the eggs, whatever. And there's an episode later on when he's with Joe and they actually talk about this because she's like, could there just possibly be your and Izzy's kids walking around somewhere and we don't know about it? And he's like, no, no way. Well, what the fuck do we find out that Izzy used those embryos and had his kids and called him up and now he's left everybody to go be with Izzy and raise his kids with her? Yeah. No, 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 absolutely no. 
I want to stab somebody. Yeah. That's, I, that I, was pretty shit. <sighs> Izzy was a monster. Like, was not, I did it, not like her. She was not a good person. I mean, she basically killed Denny and broke oh. all the laws and all the R. rules R. of her. Denny. What? R.I.P. Denny. I know. I mean, what the hell? And then she sleeps with George when he's married. And mm. then, you know, I mean, granted, Alex cheated on her, so whatever. But after she gets fired, she just disappears on Alex and then shows back up one day and says, please take me back. And luckily he was like, no, bitch, I deserve better than you. Yeah. And now... Until he got his babies. Yeah. And the episode was just heartbreaking because it... To me, out of anybody on the show, Alex had the best character development. Yeah. The way that they developed him from this, you know, asshole who doesn't care about anybody into this amazing pediatric surgeon who would do anything to save his patients and cares about the people he loves... He would never do that to Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I don't know. It really, really, it wasn't like I said, okay, I did say what the fuck when the first letter, when they, I mean, you haven't seen the episode, I guess, but that's the other thing. He doesn't say goodbye to anybody. They all get letters. So yeah. the episode is Meredith reading her letter and Bailey reads hers and Weber reads his and Joe reads hers and I mean, it just the worst way to get rid of him. Like, you know, if Izzy has your kids somewhere, I get it. You want to be a good dad because you didn't have a good dad, but there's ways to do that. And to just write a letter to the wife you promised never to hurt is just yeah. like, yeah, that I would say that to me is the most disappointing and upsetting moment ever in Grey's because it was just a bad ending to a really good character. Yeah. They, they just did him so wrong. <laughs> not fair. No, definitely not. Uh, my other one was, and this wasn't necessarily anything to do with the character. It was the moment because it was another moment that made me jump out of my seat and scream was the shooter episode. Um, when yeah. Gary Clark shoots Reed. That came out of nowhere, and I, I, I was like, "Oh my god!" That episode was just crazy. That episode was terrifying, and nobody had done anything like that. Yeah. So you know, the fact that it came with a disclaimer, I remember watching it live, going, "Oh, what's going to happen? This is going to be good, right?" And it was weird because I recognized the guy, but it it was the same as everybody in the episode. They were like, "Oh, well, what you know." until you get to Derek or Weber or whoever, and they realize who he is. But when he just pulled up that gun and shot her, it was, sh- it was so shocking. <laughs> so yeah, that one got me too. That's a good one too. Grays. Uh, did you have any honorable mentions that didn't um, make it to your top five? Yeah. So my, so I have one honorable mention that was the why, <laughs> Like, why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> uh, did you watch Gossip Girl? Kind of, but I didn't, I didn't finish it. Okay, well, because I'm, I'm guessing you're not going to finish it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> series, series finale. You find out that Dan is Gossip Girl. Okay, 
I feel like I remember hearing about that. Because people were like, what? Why? (laughs) That's stupid. (laughs) Right? Like, what are we even doing? (laughs) Really stupid. Really, really stupid. So, yeah. Penn Badgley. (laughs) Yes. Girl. (laughs) That one one just did it for me. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, speaking of Penn Badgley, uh, the moment in you at the very end of the first season when Candace shows up, that was a good shocker. That was, yeah, I liked that. Yeah, that, so you was hard for me because we read the book. Right. So it kind of ruined um, a lot of the shocking moments um, for other people, I think, uh, that didn't read the book. Right, right. But I mean, Candace didn't show up at the end of the book, does she? She didn't. Okay, that's what I thought. The show had, you know, a lot of of the whoa moments, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Didn't read the book. It's you definitely had way more moments like that than we did because we did read the book. Right. Yeah. That you definitely had a lot of shock value, but obviously, yeah, we knew. It was, it was coming. So, mm-hmm. well, so, I mean, obviously with Gray's, I guess the three I named or two would have been honorable mentions, but my other main one, and this is kind of, this is kind of uh, off the deep end from what we've been talking about, but my honorable mention is the bachelor season 13. With, yeah. Yeah. So this season we have uh, Jason Mesnick, who was the first single parent to be on The Bachelor. And I was in love with him. He had been on The Bachelorette the season before, and he was just the perfect guy. Like, everybody was in love with him. Everybody was excited for him to be The Bachelor. And then on the finale, so he has the two girls, Melissa and Molly, and he proposes to Melissa. And on the After the Final Rose, which takes place roughly three months after the finale airs, because mm-hmm. uh, they have that, you know, that in between when it's filmed and when they do the live show. Right. He dumps Melissa on live television and asks Molly to date him. <laughs> oh. Now, to be fair, him and Molly have since been married and have, I don't know, two or three kids, maybe two. So they're still together, but he was like the most hated man in America after that because Melissa's a doll. Like there was nothing wrong with her, nothing you could be mad at her about. But yeah, to do that on TV and then the other girl comes out and you're like, hey, you want to date me? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, no. Yeah, and and that's happened on the show since then, like in different ways. But that was the first time ever on The Bachelor that somebody had basically been dumped at the after the final rose show because typically you get the after the final rose. They've been together for a few months in secret, and they're still happy and planning their future. And so that yeah. was like the first big shocker that oh they're not actually happy and they both know it and they want to break up. But I also feel a little bad for him because I'm sure that the producers had a lot to do with that. You know, they have to sign all these contracts and NDAs and whatever. They both probably knew that was coming, but it's still so humiliating. 
Like, I just couldn't yeah, believe it. Really just shitty. Yeah. I've only watched one season of The Bachelor, and it was one of the first ones, and it was because it was the brother of a guy I went to high school with. Oh, really? Yeah, it was um, Which Aaron one? Kirby. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm from Missouri. Okay. Um, so I actually went to school with his younger brother, youngest brother, I guess I should say. Yeah. So obviously if you have any kind of tie to it, you want to watch. Um, yeah. I remember the season that, oh, I want to say it's the season with the Firestone guy. Um, what was his name? I can't remember, but he's the, he's of the Firestone family, like the, you know, tire conglomerate, whatever. And one of the girls that made it to the final two went to OU and she was in a sorority that one of my friends was in. So they would have watch parties at, uh, oh crap, what's not even that place? It was a really cool restaurant. They don't have it anymore. It used to be over by Belle Isle. It was in like a business building. I'm going to remember it later, but they used to have like bingo on Thursday nights and stuff. It was really cool. I cannot remember. Anyway, so they had bachelor watch parties while she was on the show. So I remember going to some of those with my friend uh, and that poor girl. He uh, was, so, you know, when they do it, the first girl that comes to the finale is the one he's going to dump. And then the second one's the one he's going to propose to. Well, She got so nervous and upset on the way that she had to stop and throw up. So he had to, Andrew, Andrew Firestone, that's his name. But I'm not even sure if it's the same season. I'm so confused. But she got really sick. And so they, he had to propose to the girl and then go back and dump the other girl after. So it was so awful. Oh, wow. (laughs) But that's the closest connection I have, which is not even really a connection. But it was just interesting to go watch with people who knew her and whatever. But it it was interesting, too, because you got a lot of insight into... uh, how they edit things, you know, like, well, they would edit somebody to say something and then show so-and-so rolling their eyes. And that's not really how that, how that happened. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that, and one of the girls, Andy, she wrote a book and, you know, obviously can't break a lot of privacy stuff, but said similar things. Yeah. The editing was made to look, some people look good and some people look bad and, you know, whatever. Whatever, I'll still watch it. It's a guilty pleasure. I just can't. I don't I know. Get into any of that anymore. Well, I never really have. I watch like I said, I watched that one the one season and it was when it first came out. So Yeah. I will say the last couple of seasons and actually the most recent one made me so mad that I just have not watched it anymore. Uh the girl that they had left the show after like five episodes because she was convinced she was in love with one of the guys. So they just quit. So they replaced her with a different girl who is amazing. And I'm like, why does she get, her name's Tasia. I'm like, why does Tasia get cleared sloppy seconds? Like, I don't think that's fair because she's an awesome woman. She deserves at least her own new set of guys that weren't there for somebody else. Like this bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. in previews for that one where yeah they're like you just blew up the bachelorette yeah <laughs> like whoa I wonder what she did yeah I don't really care enough to actually <laughs> know what she did yeah 
Well, she picked one of the guys before the show was even over, and who knows if they're still together. Because her show was supposed to start before COVID happened, and then it didn't, and then they all got quarantined, and then they had them do it. But still, I'm just like, I don't know. It's gotten a little annoying, but previously to, like, the past two years, it's it's just a guilty pleasure. Like, it's just a train wreck you can't look away from. (laughs) Right. Because I feel like now, you know, in the first few seasons, I get the whole, this is a new and interesting way to potentially find love. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool. Now, it's basically to get attention. Like, most people that do it now are not there to fall in love. They're not there to find their person. They're there to cause drama, get attention, be on TV, whatever. It's become this whole spectacle where you know and then even the producers are like they they put people on there that they know have a girlfriend or boyfriend and they still let them on the show anyway just to cause drama like right you're messing with people's lives like that's bullshit yeah for sure so there was a show on lifetime and uh i think it ended up going to hulu or something Oh man, I can't remember what it's called. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But it's basically a show based on the production of The Bachelor, hmm. and it was it was really it's really good because you get all this like backstory insight into what goes on behind the scenes, and and you see how these people are manipulated and coerced into saying things and edited and whatever. So, yeah. That was a cool show to watch just because it was literally, and they even had people who were on the Bachelor staff help contribute to it. So that was a long tangent about the Bachelor. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was my fault. I apologize. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure it was mine. So it's okay. So yeah, if you have your, your list, definitely send it to me. Oh, yeah. To see, like, your long list. I had a few other ones on mine. Um, oh, tell Stephen that uh, Ozark Season 3 finale did make it on my list. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was actually George's top one. He was like, how do you not? I mean, that was just so unexpected. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. But the whole almost baby drowning thing <laughs> topped it for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have a long list because, honestly... <laughs> This was exhausting. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This was like one of those where it just, there were so many of the sad episodes that mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even want to try to think of any more because yeah, these were just taxing to me. And mine's not very long. I have like, you know, the season of Dallas where you find out that Bobby was alive and he was in the shower for the whole season. Like that was shocking. And yeah, like stranger things when Bob dies, like wasn't super like, Oh my God, but it was still really upsetting. So I had to kind of narrow it down to like when Charlie died on loss, that was another one that was really like kind of shocking and upsetting but also like it's lost everybody dies so he quote unquote died <laughs> because exactly <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought the lost finale was going to make your list oh no no because that one just pissed me off so I know but didn't the Game of Thrones finale piss you off too yeah but 
the last, I would say the last season and a half. So, you know, the last two seasons, but only half of the second one were really just, I was over it. They were stupid. And I felt like they really just kind of rushed it and just had to cram a whole bunch of stuff into such a short time frame, especially with the, the last season. It was just, I hated it. It was dumb. And I didn't like what they did <laughs> with some of the characters. But then I was like, yes, finally, Jon Snow's got some balls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, ugh. Game of Thrones was great until it wasn't anymore. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of shows do that. But at yes. least with Game of Thrones, they stopped, you know? But like Grey's Anatomy, I feel like they should have stopped Grey's Anatomy a while ago. Yeah. Do I don't know because I agree because there's a couple of seasons where it's like a little slow, but honestly, they they do still keep coming up with new content. Like yeah. even though it's all medical stuff and like personal stuff. You know, some of the personal stuff's a little rehashed, but medically they are constantly bringing new content. And so it does get, you know, kind of interesting in points. And then obviously every season there's some kind of disaster. And so they have to, you know, change that up, which can get difficult. But it did slow down a little bit, like in certain seasons, but. I mean, this season so far, again, it's only three episodes in, but they're tackling COVID, and I think they're bringing to light what doctors and hospitals are going through, so I'm liking it so far. Last season, they they had a uh, a girl that came in, and one of the doctors thought she was a victim of human trafficking, and so that was kind of interesting. I mean, you, I, I could see it both ways. Like, yeah, they probably should have already ended it, but also you know, ER went on for like, I don't even know how many seasons ER went on for, but yeah, I think another one, I think Grey's is on more now, but I think as long as they can keep producing good content with, but right now I think there's only like three of the original stars still on there. See, that's what I was telling Steven. I, I, uh, I just can't because that's a completely different show <laughs> by that right. point, you know? Yeah. And you've killed off or, you know, run off, whatever, the great characters that are the reason we kept watching the show. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, especially after Justin Chambers left, I'm kind of like, I mean, Ellen Pompeo, I love her. You know, obviously she's the namesake of the show, but there are a lot of other characters that I wish were still there. But honestly, I mean, this is, 17 seasons most people don't stay on a tv show that long so that's nuts yeah it's insane so I get it and I I think they're probably gonna wrap it up soon but I mean true when you've like Ellen Pompeo what is she gonna do after Grey's Anatomy she's so typecast as Meredith Grey yeah and she probably doesn't need any other job honestly unless she just wants to keep acting she makes $20 million a season. So it's not like she needs the money, but if she wanted to keep acting, it's going to be really hard for her to break out of that role. Yeah. Oh, no. I, 
there was like a season or two where I stopped watching it and then I went back and rewatched them and I was like, okay, you know, the, I don't think you watched this far, but the season with, uh, where Joe and Alex are kind of getting married and working through all their stuff. And then Joe kind of meets her birth mom and all that stuff was all really, really good. So I didn't see any of that. I mean, I think it's worth watching because it, so you need to watch, hold on, I'm going to tell you which episode it is, and you don't even have to know anything about it just to watch it, but it's just that they've tackled some really tough topics, but this is part of the, um, you watched far enough to know who Joe is, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you see far enough for her and Alex to get married? Because I already spoiled that for you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I knew that that happened. Yes. Okay. Because she was kind of, she kind of had a thing with the pretty doctor with the light eyes, right? No, that's April. Oh, okay. That's the redhead. So Joe is the one who's an intern and she's pretty much exactly like Alex. She... She tells the story where she was dropped off at a fire station when she was like three days old. And then she grew up, you know, basically in foster care and homeless and whatever. So it is season 15 and the episode is called Silent All These Years. And it is one of the most powerful things I have ever seen on television. Like I cried and cried and cried, but it's about uh, one of the patients is a rape victim and it's mostly about her, but then part it's also the episode where Joe meets her birth mom and kind of finds out where she came from. Yeah. And then it also has this scene where uh, Dr. Bailey and her husband are talking to her son about consent. And it is like, I wish everybody would just watch that scene so yeah. that you could talk to your sons about what consent means. Yeah. Like it's a short scene, but it's so amazing mm-hmm. because it's, it, it's a, it's the guy and he's like, Hey, you know, they're, they're out to eat at a restaurant and he's like, you know, it's such a simple explanation, but it's like, if more people would just teach their sons what that actually means. Yeah. So the whole episode is, it, it has a trigger warning at the beginning, obviously, but it, so anyway, obviously I'm a little biased because I just love Grey's Anatomy, but I agree with you. It's gotten slow in some parts, but I also feel like it's still pretty much kept up the the good content for the most part. So yeah. if you don't want to go back and watch the whole thing, I would recommend watching that episode because I think you would really like it. Okay. And if you haven't had the consent conversation with Carter, which I'm sure you have, but come on, I'm sure you have, but it's a really good, simple, easy explanation. I'm like, everybody just give this metaphor to your sons and that's all they need to know. Like, it's so simple. (laughs) Yeah, no, we, we keeps it real here and we've always been that way. And we've had very serious conversations that, you know, are on their level, but He's yeah. a good boy. I'm not worried about him. Well, and anytime I, I watch a show, I watched a documentary um, about those football players in Ohio that mm-hmm. did all that stuff to that girl. And yeah. <laughs> I told him, I you were like, get your ass in here right now. <laughs> if you ever. <laughs> I said, you don't need to be scared of the cops. Be scared of me. You need to be scared of your mama because I will beat your ass exactly 
I will murder you. Ooh, it would be ugly. But he also has a sister too. So, I mean, yeah. we, we've put it in, in that perspective as well. You know, you have to think about, okay, well, what if, you know, this happened to Katie? How would I feel about that? Right. And yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's good. Don't you worry, Mama Bear. <laughs> well, and I, I'm not worried, obviously, about your kids, but I, you know, it's like as a, as a, which you know, because you have a girl, yeah. as, a, as a girl mom, you can raise them to do all the things and say all the things and be all the, the ways that they're quote unquote supposed to be. And they can still be in situations where they're, they're threatened. I don't know. It's just so frustrating, like, to think that in this day and age, our kids still have to be in these positions where something bad could happen to them if they don't do what's expected of them, or if they do all the right things, they could still be accused of doing something they didn't do. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. We saw this comedian. Um, I don't remember who it was. I wish I could remember, but it was hilarious and it stuck with us. So now every time Carter is leaving, because uh, he, you know, he can drive now and right. When he's leaving, we'll say, all right, be safe. Love you. Don't vape, don't rape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't vape, don't rape. (laughs) Okay, good advice, good advice. I think the comedian, the dad was like, drive safe, don't rape, or something like that. But because we started saying that before he could drive. (laughs) (laughs) Don't vape, don't rape. (laughs) Yeah, please. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Good times. Well, okay. So that was was pretty good. We got into a a nice little uh, PSA conversation at the end, which is always good for people. So don't vape, don't rape. Don't vape, don't rape. And and don't be an asshole. There you go. (laughs) Be respectful. Yeah. And and girls, wear whatever makes you feel comfortable. And guys, uh, be respectful. And Everybody just be respectful. This fucking world. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, All right. Well, so one in common, we were right. And it was actually the same one. That's very impressive. And I was going to be shocked if it was, if you did not have that on your list. I can't believe I just said that. I think it's time for me to go to bed. We had one in common and it was the same one. No shit. Or else we wouldn't have had it in common. Okay. I'm so stupid. No, wait. It's past our old lady bedtime. <laughs> it really is. I have to go to work tomorrow and I'm not excited. So I yeah. I have to go into the office tomorrow. <laughs> We're all working from home, but I have to go to the office tomorrow to do some stuff with the CTO. So nice. Yeah. I have to go to the office every day, and every day is just more demanding than the next. So I am ready for Thanksgiving break. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on with me again. And we have more uh, stuff to talk about. And then you also need to ask Steven what uh, top five he wants to do with me. Hell yeah. I'm ready for that too. That should be fun. Yes. It'll be interesting. (laughs) I'm going to sit right by so I can... I like it. The whole thing. <laughs> well, he already made his podcast p- p- podcast 
premiere. I'm not drunk, I swear. It did. It's cool. Tonight. So yeah, his voice is out there, whether he wants it to be or not. So congratulations. It's it's recorded. It's done. You're out in the interwebs. Exactly. We'll see. We'll see how many people like it and be like, ooh, I want to hear more of that guy. (laughs) That guy sounds like he's a tall drink of water. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah, we both got uh, lucky with the super tall men, although you're shorter than me, so you got the super tall man. Yeah, my tall family. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they are tall. You poor little thing. (laughs) I'm only little. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. You're the last one to get rained on. Womp womp. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. And I will talk to you soon. And uh, to everybody else, if 2020 is bumming you out, just keep sipping. (laughs) Sip, sip. Sip, sip. Okay. Well, goodbye.